in our English vocabulary, when we think of helper, it tends to be um, diminished. It tends to be somebody who is not maybe as trained or not equal to um, somebody, the person who they are helping. Welcome back to Entrust Equipping Leaders. Today we conclude our four-part series about the hows and whys of equipping women in ministry. Go back to hear parts one and two with Dr. Joy Baker of Dallas Seminary. In part three of this series, we introduce Joycelyn Siebold, who directs Entrust's Women's Ministry Equipping Branch. Today, she and your host, Lori Lind, get into the meaning of a couple Hebrew words and talk about God's plan for men and women in the local church. Plus, you'll hear Lori violate Entrust's foundational thinking, that of asking open-ended questions. Yes, that's absolutely correct. In this episode, I ask a couple of questions in exactly the wrong way. Pay attention for that. I'm Lori, and we are referring back to an article that Joyce Lynn Siebold wrote for our blog called Why Train Women? God Calls Men and Women to Serve Together. You can find it at our website, entrust4.org slash blog, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. Now we start off with that conversation about some Hebrew words, which I couldn't even pronounce. So we'll let Joyce Lynn get us into it. Okay, so maybe you can tell us these two words in Hebrew mm -hmm. and how do they inform this whole discussion about training and equipping women? Mm -hmm. Well, Adam, it means man, but man in, in terms of humankind and human beings. And so you think of that, that's both male and female because that's in the verse that um, God is talking about in Genesis 1, 26 through 27. And, um, he says, let us make man, and meaning mankind or humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the earth. And then later he says, um, he created them male and female. And so in that essence, um, there are verses in the Bible when God is talking about man, but he's talking about humankind, human beings, which includes both male and female. And then there are other times he would use another word that would indicate that it would just be a male, you know, person versus or men versus women. And so just in terms of looking at that, you get to understand um, it, it changes the way you look at the verses if you understand that that's talking about people, not just um, male gender people. And then this other word, what is the second word? Ezer means um, helper. And so I think that this is more, um, in, in our English vocabulary, when we think of helper, it tends to be um, diminished. It tends to be somebody who is not maybe as trained or not equal to um, somebody, the person who they are helping in, in some cases, that's kind of the English vocabulary helps you understand it in that way. And here, um, that word more often when it's used refers to God. And so God is in no way less than anyone else. I mean, he obviously, God is God. And, and so when you look at that word, when it does refer to this woman, um, in this verse, Azer, then 
it's she's equal to Adam in the sense of she's not somebody who is less than, but she's to come alongside of him. So they are to work together. He says, in the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper. And that's the word Azer there is for that word helper. And at other times in the Bible, he says, you know, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my Azer come from? Where does my help come from? My Azer comes from the Lord. And, um, you know, trust in the Lord. He is their Azer and shield. He is their help and their shield. Or that's in Psalm 159. So you can see that um, it puts a different nuance on the word when you look at the different places that um, the Bible uses it and how it uses that word. Well, are there other references in the Bible that come to mind to you as you think about like why train women? Um, yes, um, we already talked about Titus 2 mm-hmm. and then of course the Great Commission. Um, but you think about Jesus and teaching the disciples and there were women who sat under his teaching uh, there. Um, you think of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and you know, he commended her for that and commended her for her heart of worship. Uh, you think of Priscilla and Aquila and Acts and how they serve together um, teaching. Um, and then you think of Mary and Elizabeth in terms of the situation of how they really mentored each other and um, that the Holy Spirit sent Mary to Elizabeth you know, right after uh, she uh, conceived Jesus and how they spent that time together and how they really ministered to each other during that time. You know, that's true. I, that's another one I hadn't thought of, but no, only women can mentor one another through uh, pregnancy, unexpected pregnancy, <laughs> unlikely pregnancy, and just all of what they were experiencing as much as uh, their husbands loved them, that would just be certain areas where the men wouldn't really be able to enter into the thinking or the feeling maybe. Yes, yes. What's your view about women and men serving side by side in the church? Or how do you see scripture guiding us on this? Mm -hmm. Well, we've already talked about how God created Eve as a helper to Adam. And so right there, you have the beautiful picture um, from the garden of how uh, man and woman are to serve together. And you think of Priscilla and Aquila, again, that's another one where um, she came alongside or they, they together um, were teaching Apollos um, because his theological um, understanding was, was off. We don't know specifically what that was, but there are many more. I mean, Paul, um, again, in, you think of him um, commending different women Um, when he um, talks about when he has greetings or when he's, you know, mentioning uh, people in the church. And so, you know, when they first went into Macedonia, the first people he met were really down by the river and they were women. And and that's how the church started there was by them then entering um, in and and helping, you know, Lydia was was a big part of hosting or hospitality of, of starting that church there. So, Again, there's so many different pictures of men and women coming together um, with the focus on the gospel and sharing the gospel with others and then um, interacting in this community of believers to serve God 
And when you think of Ephesians um, 5 and, you know, it, you have Christ, the head of the church. And then in that aspect, that's talking about marriage and um, how um, the men and the women in the marriage is to be a reflection of, of how Christ is to the church. And so there again, you have both male and female being a huge representative of Christ, you know, within that marriage relationship um, to others, both men and women together in community, give a full reflection of, of Christ in us. I want to back up a little bit to entrust. What does entrust have to offer to women um, in just that the whole way we approach our women's ministry? Well, the way we approach the women's ministry is really through a very relational approach and a very thinking um, about intentional shepherding and discipling. And so the way we've done that over time is to have some courses that uh, actually right now we have the four courses that we focus on. There are other things outside of those courses, of course, that we need to learn, but the four core courses and that help develop some basic ministry skills, but also skills that you would use for life, you know, in terms of asking open questions and interacting in a small group and then being able to, to lead a small group. How do you do that? You know, what does it look like? You know, how did Jesus teach? What can we learn from Jesus to then bring into how we teach others and lead others and facilitate through that relational type learning? And the aspect of thinking of the Trinity, God is three in one, they're all equal, you know, as men and women are equal. And as we're working with women in relationships that we all bring to the table, our life experiences, we all bring it together, our giftings, and we all have the Holy Spirit in us. And so in community, we can learn from one one another. And so that's a big aspect of helping women um, learn their value. in, in Christ and really looking at their identity in Christ is the second second course that we go through is developing a discerning heart, which is really a peer counseling course. And it really helps us look back at what are the lies that we might've believed about who we are and or lies that we believed about God and have a grid of thinking through our identity first and then how we um, experience life, the grid that we think through it, and how does that, how does that really line up with scripture, um, and align with scripture so that we're thinking in a a right godly way, and then, um, developing, uh, developing, um, discovery Bible, thank you, discovery Bible study Mm -hmm. really helps, uh, teach the skills of inductive Bible study methods, observation, interpretation, and application, So really looking at the Bible, how do you study it in context? And then further continuing on each one of those modules, they build on each other because you're continuing to use skills you learned in the first module and then in the second module to then bring those into the third module, meaning the participants are facilitating discussions throughout. And so they get more and more experience uh, leading Bible study di- discussions or leading a, a discussion in a character of God study. So they build those ministry skills. Um, and also in community, they're getting feedback from peers of, you know, what's, you know, what they're doing well, what might you need to change to do things um, and communicate 
you know, in a, in a better way. And there are so many places in life that we learn things, but we don't get evaluation. Right. And evaluation helps us grow personally, mm-hmm. um, not only in skill, but in character. And that's that iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is really women, um, equipping women to serve. And that's really helping women to um, look at the mentoring, what's involved in mentoring, helping women learn to come alongside of others and identifying their spiritual gifts, uh, looking at um, just evangelism, discipleship, and then temperaments. How do we work with people that are different than us, you know, and, and um, how do we work through conflict and especially with people who are different than us and team building. So those are all really big skills that um, are addressed there. And we will, you've mentioned all four of those core modules from equipping women. And um, we will have a link to where to find more about all of those courses um, in the show notes for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And women can take these courses um, just about anywhere, right? I believe they've been translated into multiple languages and being offered in various parts of the world. Yes, there's international hub training and there's training uh, nationally in specific languages. See mm-hmm. what I'm doing? I'm asking you questions that we learn not to ask in facilitating relational learning. I'm asking you yes, no questions. And then all you can say is yes or no. And then we're done. So that's not a good way to ask such a question. <laughs> I recognize my, my failing there. <laughs> Back you into a corner. So I was going to ask you, maybe you somewhat answered, but what would you say is the vision and the mission of Entrust Equipping Women? The vision of Entrust Equipping Women is to equip women in the local and the global church to nurture, develop, and mobilize others for God's kingdom work. And then looking at that mission-wise, why do we want that to be within the local setting, you want that to be reproducible and locally owned in a way that the women can continue to multiply that training um, in a culturally appropriate way. If there's a woman or a man listening to our podcast today, they're Mm -hmm. kind of intrigued by this training. Mm -hmm. Um, How could they get more information about these modules or even maybe take a module? Mm -hmm. Well, there's information at our website which would be www.entrust4, and then it would be slash equipping women. Mm -hmm. And so you can see more specific information about women there and then um, entrust4.org for um, men and women's training. Mm -hmm. So someone uh, could just say, like one time I was just visiting with a local pastor here where I live in Fargo, North Dakota, and I was telling him about this great equipping women. He's like, well, can you come in and train all the women in my church? And, um, and that is a very logical question to ask. How would I answer that question to that guy? Um, you would answer that question um, or to that guy by saying that we don't have the resources to equip every single local church globally. However, we do have these training hubs where you can send two or three people to be trained who can then take the training back to the local church. And that's really what we recommend is um, that you send uh, at least two, sending in twos like Jesus did, 
if um, you have three, great. Um, and then taking the training and, and look, going back and looking contextually, how am I going to apply this in my local church? Mm -hmm. There you go. That makes a lot of sense, right? And because once again, then those people become the equippers to some extent as they pass along what they have learned mm -hmm. with others in their own mm -hmm. local church or context, ministry context, whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Mm -hmm. And then we can serve as a resource. In fact, we do. Our facilitators come alongside of our participants as they're trained. If they have questions, they want to brainstorm things, they can contact their facilitators and brainstorm, you know, how am I doing? What might I, um, what questions do I need to ask to see what the women in my local church need? Um, or if it's men and women, what, you know, um, for uh, if you're looking at equipment, interest as a whole, you know, those would be, you know, the men would be looking at one thing and the women would be looking at um, this other aspect of the equipping women. What, what do these women need and how can I do that contextually? I think one thing is sometimes people look at uh, four courses, are we just teaching the curriculum? And we use a curriculum, but it's really the way that we come along and facilitate the training that is what is so key. Uh, we are teaching it in a way that we're using facilitation um, and good questions so that we learn from each other in that group setting. And then there are skills that we are learning in those courses that you can take back and not necessarily, you know, take the curriculum and go back and do a facilitated relational learning class but go back and facilitate a Bible study. And, and yes, you could go back and you could take that course and you could take it back to the local church. However, um, you know, you, you can use those skills to help develop Bible study skills in other women at your church. You can use those skills to ask really good questions at home with your kids, especially your teenagers. And um, people who have teenagers are like, wow, our discussions really changed when I started opening, you know, asking open questions or, or even, oh, my relationship with my husband really changed when I started applying some of these things that I'm learning. And so it's really um, relational skills um, that you can take back and apply in so many different places in your life um, as in, in those spheres of influence that you um, each person has a different sphere of influence, whether it's in their local church, their family, or their community. Yeah, taking the head knowledge that they're learning and learning how to, you know, take that to heart. And that's where that transformation happens. And then um, how, do you, how do you practically use those skills? And so many women come in with a fear of, you know, am I going to do it right? You know, they want to do things right. And so um, that's what's so key about this is having women come alongside and say, yeah, you're doing great. Go for it. Um, and then seeing that transformation spiritually. Thank you for joining us today on Entrust Equipping Leaders. Our guest today has been Joyce Lynn Siebold, Executive Director of Entrust Equipping Women. Find out more about our ministries in today's show notes and join us next time as we begin a series of conversations about doing ministry training online. Thank you for subscribing and writing a review of this podcast. We'll see you next time.